Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Tim makes like a face when we start recording, right before I'm going to do my intro, and I don't know what to make of it, and it puts me off my balance a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. You you sweep me off my feet, one might say to me. Hey, what is this, romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> more, like, more like you kick my ankle in the back, and I fall to the ground. Ooh. <laughs> Sweet the leg. Oh, that's more like you're up your up your street, is it? Anyway, anyway, so we're talk, we're talking about horror movies. Although this episode's a little bit different because normally we pick an mm -hmm. a movie, we we watch the movie, we talk about the movie. That's normally mm -hmm. the format of this show. However, uh, we are in the middle of a countdown because we are in the middle of our top fifty movies of mm -hmm. the nineteen eighties, top fifty horror movies, of course, specifically of the nineteen eighties. Uh, this is part two. We already did numbers fifty through twenty six. Uh, this is going to be continuation numbers twenty five through number one for each of us. And as before, Tim will say his 25 i'll say my 25 and we'll alternate from there straightforward yep you could say that this is the final countdown we're probably gonna do one next year tim <laughs> so I, I don't think that's true but well get... of the of the two the, <laughs> this is the final of the 80s oh sure okay yes yes it's the final countdown <laughs> cue, cue the music cue the sound <laughs> cue, cue joe bliss walking out and doing a magic trick all right so it's fitting for because it's an 80s song i assume but it sounds like an 80s song and it probably yeah. is but i don't know it well enough to say it's that year mm. and like be 100 yeah. percent oh tim just get his list up because I, I saw the bright white light <laughs> hitting his face from the word document um see i have counteracted that time i made my page black so that it wouldn't Ooh. blind me as we were recording oh okay well <laughs> i don't i don't know fancy computer tricks like that so <laughs> <laughs> this is expert level list making tim <laughs> expert level so without further ado tim hit us with your number 25 yeah. number coming in at number 25 it's uh hey it, it's one we all know and love uh we don't oh. we don't <laughs> I, i'm almost convinced i don't know that we said that go on <laughs> no we we did it on the show before that would be stephen king's silver bullet uh <laughs> All know, perhaps. All loves maybe a bit of a stretch this time. <laughs> I think this is a super fun uh, little werewolf movie. Again, uh, based on Stephen King property, you know how I love those. Uh, you know, based on a on a, um, to, I guess you with what's that? It's based on a book. Um. I, yeah, it's a. I'm not sure exactly what you call it because it's not quite a novel, but. It's like uh, it's it's a little shorter and it's novella. Uh, it's Ill I think they called it something weird in the credits before, like maybe okay. like a novelette or something like that, like some weird thing I've oh, never, never heard. Yeah, but, I've never even heard of that <laughs> novelette. But it's uh, it, it's a little it's a little um, noteworthy because it's uh, the book is uh, has illustrations by Bernie Wrightson. I think it's their first uh, collaboration, but it's a oh. it's an entertaining uh, little read and uh, and I like the movie. Uh, you know, it's fun. You got gary Busey, which you know that's always a good thing he's yeah, the best uh, part of them no, no question he is the best part about that movie yeah uh, you know he's good and the uh you know there's like some fun uh like rocket powered wheelchair stuff which is always nice um see everything you're telling me tim <laughs> is that this is enjoyable to watch but it's not actually that good that's what you're which is fine i mean we clearly indicated right, yeah. in the first half that, that these don't have to be good they're just things we like in fact, you're oh, probably, yeah, sure. there's at least a couple you're going to give me shit for coming up, but I'm just, Ooh. I'm just. Oh yeah, no, 
point out. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> like uh, yeah, we talked about on the list before about you know some of these have the kind of the the cheese factor and and stuff mm. where it's like all right, yeah, we're not admitting that these are you know expertly made movies, but these are just ones uh, that we like. And this is another one that I grew up watching too, so I have a little bit of nostalgia uh, for it. But uh, yeah, Silver Bullet, <laughs> I like it quite a bit. Actually, just on on, on this point. Um speaking of cheese factor stuff uh we did me and matt did overload today uh it was a little bit a little bit late but we did uh the lost boys and i'd never seen it oh, all okay. the way through before i'd seen enough to know i didn't like it um and one of our one of our patrons taylor said oh now you've seen the lost boys before you record the second half of the list you can slot it in up high where it belongs <laughs> not even a chance that movie sucks moving on <laughs> <laughs> i think it's fine like it's I, I wouldn't put it on my list but i think it's a you know decent enough watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least you agree with what the better vampire movie in 1987 was uh vamp was that 87 no i don't think Fright it was Night? no uh wait 80 oh near dark yeah there you go oh, okay <laughs> so, you go. Uh, 80s okay okay yeah, <laughs> anyway uh my number 24 oh, so 25 we're on 25 <laughs> My number twenty-five. Dear Lord, yes. Can't, can't count. My number twenty-five um, is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which mm. uh, I actually I, I will go out and I'm here and say that uh, one of the things that I hate, I mean, I think you hate this as well, is when people just talk okay. about horror movies and they just talk about you know is it scary or not, as if that's the only qualifier if, sure. if a horror okay. movie's good or not. Because for us, I think mm-hmm. we don't get scared with most, but we like a lot that right. don't scare us, right? And that's fine. I think Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is the only one, or it's the closest one to actually being kind of scary. It has it has definitely the best okay. orchestrated scenes where there's like tension because Jason's running around with his sack head on, and it has mm-hmm. maybe the best filmmaking in terms of horror. I think of the of the franchise. Um, yeah. So also some of the kills are good. It's got the infamous wheelchair kill. Everyone <laughs> loves that. Um, mm-hmm. oh, that'll that'll like, be a, that'll be a list one day actually as a top like fifty kills and that'll take a lot of research though admittedly so don't don't look for it too soon but <laughs> but no uh, like I say I, I just think it's probably the best made in terms of actual horror filmmaking just because it actually has some tense moments where she's running away from and it's got good camera work and it builds the suspense a little bit uh, better than some of because as much as I love Goofy Jason and I do love Goofy mm-hmm. Jason this is kind of the serious Jason at the start uh, yeah. And I think it's a really solid movie. I, so, no, I I agree with that, and uh, I definitely, uh, yeah, it's certainly not my favorite Friday movie, but I definitely like it a lot more than the first one. The first one, I'm just really not that crazy about, um, especially going back and rewatching. I just find it a little slow and uh, kind of tedious. Yeah, first one is just okay. But, uh, it's just a bit generic. Just okay. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, this is probably maybe a little what do you call it uh tease uh, for an episode coming up but uh, i'm reading a book right now called slash of the titans which is all about the 10 years of lead up to uh freddy versus jason and it goes oh. through all of the I forget if it was like eight or ten but there's like you know a, a bunch of different scripts with which are vastly uh, different. Oh, and, I expect uh, good trivia for this when we get to Freddy vs. Jason, Timmy. There's, <laughs> some of, some of the stuff is uh, is crazy, but yeah, I've had a I've had a Freddy and Jason on on my mind recently because mm-hmm. I've been like knee deep in that book and a well, really we, interesting read. Uh, we've, we've been working, th- yeah, we've been working through them, and we uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know we've, we've done seven of the Fridays, and we've done five of the the, the Freddies so far. 
Freddy's and Freddy's. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I'm, I'm going in circles now. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you're number 24, Timmy. 24. That would be, oh, uh, Child's Play. I think you had it uh, earlier in your I, list. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit earlier. I can't remember where now. I can yeah. look down for it, but it was there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, again, I think we kind of mentioned it before, but, yeah, we both kind of like the, the sequel more. I think it, you know, improves upon this first one, but this first one is still really good. Um, you know, uh, Chucky's great in it. Like, the animatronics are really cool. And, you know, the ending, you know, like you mentioned, it gets kind of like Terminator-esque, which is uh, really cool. And, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, I, I think the sequels, uh, you know, improve upon it a little bit. But, again, this is still a, you know, Going back and watching it, it's still a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think us watching the Chucky franchise last year on the build-up to the new one made me appreciate that series a lot more than I had done in the past. Mm. Like I, I like some yeah. of them before, but watching them all, even though there are some weaker ones, like I think I think three and Seed are pretty mediocre. Mm. But yeah, even with those in in, in place, like it, it's like oh no, you know these are actually this is a pretty good overall series. And mm. obviously the fact that we're getting a TV show now that I'm sure it'll be me and you doing rather than me and Connor because it's tied into the mm. the universe that apparently he says that you know Cult of Chucky set up like you know that that that's leading into the new show, not to be confused with the remake that's happening as well. Uh, that the, the will also obviously do because yeah. we've gotten some punishment, <laughs> but. Um, so no, 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 Charles Play, what's more to say? Uh my number twenty four. Uh is something I could see you have it up higher actually. I don't think you've had it yet. Uh but it's one that you'd seen before me. We did this for the first time, I think last year, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh but it is a delight, and that is a film called Pieces. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> this has some phenomenal bad acting, but it also has phenomenal chainsaw kills, it has phenomenal out of nowhere things, character decisions that make weird, little to no sense, um, and it has a hell of a dick stabbing ending. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only been topped now by Dick Racing on Titans. It's a long Titans. story. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I've heard about that. You've heard about the dick stabbing, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I, actually, I'm just double checking my list right now. I I think that was an oversight on mine. <gasps> I don't have it, but. Uh, no, that that is definitely a, a great one. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a blast. It, yeah. It, again, it's a uh, you know we we said it with uh, stuff like the pit, but this is one you just have to like see yeah. to believe. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and there's because I remember I don't even remember what the conversation was, but I remember just be laughing hysterically a conversation that was happening outside like the dean's office at the start of the movie, and I can't even remember what it was about, but I remember it was just being downright absurd that I I, like, I couldn't stop laughing. From... I mean, yeah, there, there's so much stuff in here. Like the 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 one that always gets me is the the weird kung fu student that oh yeah the random a, guy a character yeah. randomly and then just um, disappears and never shows up again in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, one of the main characters is a, a tennis player, I think. Yeah, that but but she's also like an undercover cop. Like yeah, <laughs> she's like it... an international tennis star who's also an undercover cop. Yeah, so. <laughs> It is, it is absolutely insane. But that I, is glorious. Yeah, I, I want to rewatch it right now. Like, <laughs> just talking about it. Uh, so that's PCs. I wish you 23, Tubby. 23, another Stephen King entry on here. Uh, and one I actually saw for the first time recently. Uh, I think it was maybe early this year, but uh, that would be Christine. Obviously, oh. uh, 
you know, we all know Christine, uh, John Carpenter, Stephen King, Killer Carr. Um, it's uh, for some reason it's one that always uh, skipped by me, but I read the book for the first time this year, uh, and then I also went and watched the the movie for the first time, and uh, I gotta say I enjoyed both quite a bit. Do you know, I only and saw I, this once when I was like maybe fourteen, and I wasn't that keen on it at the time. I'm actually really curious to see how I'd feel watching it again now, because obviously I love John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, and I'm not opposed to the killer car concept. I mean, in fact, hell, I, I really enjoy a movie. It's not on my list, but I really like the car, which is a, a it's basically a ripoff of Jaws, but the, the villain's a car that's got made of it. So. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. I, actually, I wanted to see that, but I actually haven't seen that yet, but that's one that's on my list. Oh, we'll add that to the to-do list, uh, I suppose. But the, like, yeah. um, so now I like the premise, and I like John Carpenter, so I should love that movie. And I just don't remember being yeah. that, that enthralled with it when I saw it, but. I feel like maybe one of the reasons uh, why it's not always like forward on people's minds is because, man, John Carpenter is so good. And it's definitely one of his like mid-tier movies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you think about 80s Carpenter and then, you know, all the other stuff that's jumping out at you, you know, the thing and uh, uh, Big Trouble, that was 80s, right? Big Trouble, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, you know, you're thinking of like stuff like that, though, that's like, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? They live and stuff like all this top tier uh, Carpenter. And then, yeah, this one. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't measure up to those, but I think it's still good. And I was like pleasantly surprised when I watched yeah, it. It, it, it kind of lives in the same space that I think The Fog lives in, where it's a pretty solid yeah. little movie, but it's not like it's not one of his classics. Yeah, but I, I, I do enjoy watching it whenever I see it. But um yeah, uh, my number twenty-three. Oh, pardon me. That was a that was a Red Bull burp. I I apologize. That was deeply unprofessional of me. Uh, now number twenty-three is Demons Two, mm. which um, now I like Demons One. Demons One uh, just didn't make the cut on my on my top fifty, but De- Demons Two I like a lot because Demons One the movie is about um, zombies that come out of a, a movie theater screen. They come out of the movie and into the the theater. And it's about the group of people trying to like survive and get out. What I like about Demons Two is I think it's got a more interesting setting because it's in an apartment building and the zombies come out of like different TVs around the building. You know, different people are watching different things. They're, they're, I mean, well, I think they're watching the same thing. They're watching like a movie. It's on TV, so that's why it's on like in multiple places. And it's it's again it's one of these things where it's you know it's, it's an Italian film. It's this is a little bit cheesy, um, but it's got some really fun deaths, and I just really like the setting of this one. I, I really liked like eventually some of them banding together and you know trying to get out, and like it's just got a really nice setup for a horror movie for me. Uh, just but doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got a good synth score, like a lot of Italian movies of the era do. Um, but no, it's it's a blast. I like it a lot. To- so here's a weird thing with the demons movies. I feel like I've never actually sat down and like watched the whole movie. And it's not because I don't like them or mm. like they're bad. Like I actually think they are my bag, but it's just one of those weird movies where every time I try to watch it, like something comes up, like, you know, just like something like you'll put on and then you get caught up in something else or like, you know, someone, you know, like comes and talks to you or something. Cause like, I feel like, it's been streaming like uh, every time I've wanted to watch it, but then every time I put it on, like something always comes up. So I just I need to sit down and really watch them and pay yeah. attention. As we've said multiple times, everything on these lists that we've presenting that we've not done in the show before are going to happen at some point. <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> that's just the way this works. Uh, so if nothing else, we'll see it eventually for this. But yeah, uh, what's your okay. twenty-two? Uh, let's do a zombie movie, a little one I like to call Day of the Dead. 
uh, you know, got to get some Romero love in here. Uh, and <laughs> this was like the only zombie movie made in the eighties. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I mean, the, the, to be fair, the first one was in the sixties, and the second one was in the seventies. You didn't have a lot of choices. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. True. True. Um, but yeah, Dawn of the Dead is one of the one of those ones too. I always forget is not an eighties movie because it, it feels like so eighties, but. Um, Anyway, though, I still, uh, yeah, Day of the Dead of the trilogy, you know, probably the weakest one, but I think still, uh, you know, pretty entertaining movie other than, uh, you know, being a little slow uh, a bit in the middle, but otherwise, you know, some really great zombie effects. And, you know, once uh, it gets to the end where it gets kind of crazy, it's really, really entertaining. And, you know, like all Romero stuff, it has a message in it, which is always nice. This one is, uh, you know, more of a, you know, uh, like take on like military, um, kind of stuff as opposed to you know the commercialism or racism of night and dawn yeah but uh yeah definitely definitely a solid uh solid flick no i mean i still like the other dead as the weakest of the three for me as well there are some people who think it's the, that this is their favorite which is yeah cool i mean you know if you are if you have your favorite <laughs> pick that's, that's fine by me there's definitely other franchises where I, I i fall into the minority you know category mm-hmm. but um with this one i just think the pacing is a bit weird uh in the middle it's kind of yeah drags and uh, the start and the end are great though um uh, i think you can feel the budget though and why they're kind of hiding the whole time but you know it's yeah. still pretty good so i can't fault it uh my number 22 is another Friday the 13th my final Friday the 13th <laughs> one on here uh, and that is part four the final chapter mm. or so they say <laughs> uh yeah no i i like this one a lot for for me this is the one where I, I think I like the whole the whole idea of the, the young Tommy Jarvis and the, the making the mass and all that stuff. But I think for me, what I like about this one so much is he gets the hockey mask in three, but I feel like he really becomes Jason Voorhees in four. And you know, just the way he looks, the way he moves, the the way he's presented with the, the ripped wet clothes, it just feels a lot more Jasony to me than because in three he's still fun, but he's really clean cut. He's got this green shirt on. He looks kind of neat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like he's got a farmer's ball or something yeah. like that. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I really like it. It's a little bit more brutal. You've got Crispin Glover. You got some of these like the, the humor, the the kills are nice and brutal. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I like part four a lot. All right. Well, I've been waiting for this because uh, I I figured it would happen at least once somewhere on the list, and it, it's a little off. But my number twenty one is also Friday the Thirteenth, the know, final chapter. Tim- you you say that, but I want to make this clear. Me and Connor mm-hmm. have done maybe like four lists now, I think, over the past mm-hmm. year or so, because we do them every three months. Mm-hmm. This has happened either where we've had the same movie at the same number, or I'll say mine, and his next one that he's going to say after me is the same movie. It's happened at least once in every single list, and I, it's weird. I, <laughs> it is very surprising, and I feel like last time when we did the yeah top one hundred, I feel like it happened at least once or twice. It did, yeah. Uh, I think when it we did. did that too. <laughs> but uh, I mean, no, you're spot on the money uh, there. This is a really great entry into the franchise. Uh, you know, it's one I think that pops up with a lot of people's favorites when they talk about the series, and I definitely can't fault anyone um, for that. It has yeah great kills, you know, great characters. Like obviously, like. You know, Tommy Jarvis becomes a you know mainstay of the series, kind of. Uh, you know, from that point, uh, well, maybe not a mainstay, but he shows up in a you know a couple more after this. Yeah, but, he's uh, got like a trilogy. He's got four, five, and six. Although six yeah. seems to kind of just ignore five for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really like this one. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, no, four's good. Uh, all right, so that was your twenty-one. My number twenty-one. Yeah. 
um, is the original, and this is kind of murky, this one, because it, I, I think it technically was finished before the 80s, but it didn't come out until, like, 81 or 82, depending on who you ask. Uh, that is the Evil Dead. Okay. Uh, okay. Original Evil Dead. Uh, now, obviously, everyone talks about Evil Dead 2, and then people like to talk about Army of Darkness and the, and the remake, uh, but what I like about the original is that it is a bit more serious. It does feel <laughs> more like a horror movie. I, I think Evil Dead 2, and especially Evil Dead 3, uh, go really far into the comedy and obviously that's what people love a lot and even I love a lot about 2 especially <laughs> but I think Evil Dead 1 does actually have this very creepy vibe to it for a lot of the movie <laughs> where you feel trapped yeah. in the woods in this cabin and you, you know these weird things are happening you get a dead eight and they can't go you know when they try and leave and the bridge is just gone you know like like all that stuff it has that great sense to it, um, where and it feels like we're not making as many jokes, even though there's a couple of things here or there. It, feel, it feels more yeah. like a serious take, um, which is not necessarily what we think of when we think of Evil Dead, but there's a reason why it was popular enough to get a sequel in the first place. <laughs> there's a reason why, oh, yeah. you know. So um, it's an, it's, it's, an inter- it's it's interesting watching it, having seen the rest of the series, like going back and watching it again and being like, oh, this is such a different feel and vibe to the to the rest yeah. of the franchise. Oh yeah, no, it, it's so fantastic, and I feel like the only reason why maybe people don't talk about it as much is only because yeah, like Evil Dead Two and you know the the sequels and stuff. Uh, I, I don't want to say necessarily outdo it, but you know they're so widely loved and everything. And but this is still yeah. a very solid flick. You know, it's a great you know cabin in the woods movie. Um, you know, it has great special effects. It's like a you know, it, and imagining the you know like shoestring budget they're working on it oh it's, yeah it's also fascinating to look at it as like a you know filmmaker perspective yeah like all, just all, all the stories all, all the stories all those shots of the you know the, the flying through the forest shots that was <laughs> that was the camera on a board of wood because that's what they could do <laughs> um yeah. or you know just the, the only effect that bothers me in that movie is at the end when it's like the plasticine body kind of like mm-hmm. melting or whatever it is like yeah that, that, that part is like, oh this looks a bit iffy sure. <laughs> but yeah. other than that like it, yeah it holds up really well for what it, everything else is doing um yeah. it's, it's good stuff um so that's a franchise that's not really had a misstep because i i, I really like the reboot yeah. so like yeah the, the reboot was good the uh, you know tv series was uh amazing that's true yeah the um, tv show was pretty pretty solid um so uh, well, there you go that's, that's my 21 what's your 20 uh another going back uh to the old carpenter with prince of darkness mm. um yeah this is a uh, again i feel like maybe a, another carpenter movie people don't talk about as much but i really dig it it's uh you know uh, i don't know like what you would call it um I'm trying to think of like a not like a bottle episode is a TV thing, but I don't know if there's a term when it's in bottle movie. Yeah, it's, it's all set on movie. location. Yeah, yeah, it's a bottle movie. Yeah, they're all set inside this church, which I actually visited the church before out here in LA, which is it's kind of creepy just standing out there. Um, but again, you know, it has like a, you know some great like it's Carpenter, so you know got a you know good score, uh, you know some good uh, special effects. Um, the this might might be one of his weirder stories <laughs> like uh it's definitely uh oh i'd say a little more out there uh than some of his other stuff yeah uh, it's very different but, uh, it's got a very different premise to a lot of his other stuff mm-hmm. where it's, it's more about this impending doom than it is about mm-hmm. an actual threat yeah. that's there right now yeah but i definitely think all of that though uh makes it really interesting and uh it's always a always a nice little watch <laughs> yeah uh my number 20 
Um, it's one that I wouldn't necessarily always think of as a horror movie, but it does have horror tones, mm-hmm. and we did include it uh, for the show. We did it last year. Uh, so it has to be, you know, valid for the list, and that is Gremlins. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You know, it's definitely a lighter film. It's definitely, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely. I think if you compare it to the second one, it it's not quite the difference from Evil Dead to Evil Dead Two. But there's mm-hmm. definitely a difference between the first one, which feels more horror, mm-hmm. and then the second one, which is definitely f- flat out just a dark comedy. Um, yeah. But you know, you, you got the you got very memorable uh, creature effects. Uh, very you know, very very good in, inventive puppetry and animatronics. Uh, Gizmo's kind of an icon at this point. You you have the Christmas town setting. You have likable characters and, and Billy and Phoebe Kate's character. You have the darkest shit story about her dad dying uh, on Christmas. Um, basically, because this is the thing. This was a PG, I believe, and kids yeah. saw this movie. <laughs> and there's that story about how she learned Santa wasn't real, and it is super dark. Um, like, and it's almost out of nowhere as well. It just happens. It just all of a sudden we get yeah. the story, and it's just it's, it's weird, but. Um, this is one of those like movies it's like a nice kind of bridge from like you know when you're a young kid slowly mm. becoming a budding horror fan this is one of those nice little like kind of lead-ins uh i actually had it on my list and then i ended up taking it off uh not that it doesn't deserve to be on uh the list or that i would mm. argue uh, against it but just you know just one of those things where i was like mm. I don't know. Does it count? And it totally does. But I don't know. Like it's it's one of those things where in my mind, though, I, I don't think of it as a horror movie, even though yeah, you know, it totally is. It's just it's borderline. It, it's 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 one of those things where it's kind of the gateway horror, kind of like uh, like something yeah. like Monster Squad or exactly or, yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. So, um, but no, I I grew up with Gremlins. It's a big part of my um my, my childhood. So I mean, it's where where it gets. Uh, where it gets murky though is I was trying. I was like, will Predator count on this list? I don't feel like it should count. But here's yeah. the thing: when you stop and analyze Predator, it is a slasher movie. Yeah. It just happens to be yeah. that the slasher victims are all these big muscly guys with guns, <laughs> but it's yeah. a slasher movie. But no, it's, it's totally fair. Yeah, I didn't include it, but you know, I was. I, I thought about it. I was like, like yeah, should that count? I'll, I I think uh, there was a couple of stuff like that that I. I figured like I could make the case for it being on the list, but like in my in my heart of hearts, like mm. I just I don't feel like you know it just it yeah. doesn't pop out in my mind as like oh this is why I think of when I, I think of horror, but it's it, obviously that's like a you know a semantics thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, a lot of stuff you can make a case for. Yeah. What's your number nineteen? Number nineteen. Uh, oh baby, uh, I think this is my second tom atkins movie <laughs> on, oh. on the list uh, uh so that's gotta be halloween 3 season of the witch baby oh you <laughs> like this a... movie far too much tim <laughs> i love halloween uh 3 season of the witch it's <laughs> fantastic it's uh again you know we're talking uh we're talking about that cheese here but it's oh, sure, yeah. so much goddamn fun it's when you sit back and actually think about the storyline uh of this movie it is completely bananas uh like you have like weird like ancient like uh what do you call that a uh, hedgestone uh stonehenge like yeah. ruin <laughs> magic yeah uh, stonehenge that's the one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like yeah you got like all this weird magic stuff with these like mixed with like robot stuff and like this kind of mystery uh, and uh, there's just so much going on but it's just so so goddamn entertaining i i really do love this movie this is like such a an annual uh rewatch for me i love uh, watching it in the halloween season 
It will not be appearing on my list. I I don't dislike it. I I think it's uh, fine. I like the idea of turning Halloween into an anthology. Uh, I, 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 I stick to my belief though they started at a movie too late it was it was too hard to try and oh, do it after two Michael Myers movies but um, yeah. yeah, I have no ill will towards Halloween 3 I just you know I think it's fun it's decent it's a decent little movie but it's not yeah. I don't have this love for it but you know do, do what you gotta do, do you know you want, you want to put on that creepy Halloween mask and mm. you rip off London's who, London Bridge once... song yeah, I mean, once you know, once October hits, how can you not like you know, resist like humming that song every day? <laughs> happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Do you know what? I, you know, was, I couldn't name, I couldn't name you the company until I started singing that song, and I, and I knew it was going to end with Silver Shamrock. That's interesting. So you know what's funny is over the weekend uh, I went to the Halloween Horror Nights here mm. at a Universal Studios. Uh, they because I ran it for one more week after Halloween, and um, they had a uh, Halloween Four maze. Ooh, and, which I thought was interesting because it's like you know it's like all right, so you're not doing a Halloween maze, you're doing a Halloween Four maze. That's very specific, but okay. Uh, but then like you know you go through there and it starts off in um. Was it Penny's Garage? Um, yes. And then they have, and, and then you know, there's like a person that's dressed up like uh, Loomis, and he's having like a pretend shootout, uh, you know, with Michael Myers. And uh, but then at one point, like you're going through stuff, and they just have people wearing silver shamrock masks jumping out at you. And I'm like, hey, this isn't like <laughs> Halloween. Uh, this, is, this is this is inaccurate. I'm not happy with this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But just just call it a Halloween maze. Just being all-encompassing yes like, yes just <laughs> but everything yeah but everything yeah. yeah that's weird uh my number 19 is a little film called sleepaway camp 2 Ooh. oh okay three before i looked at oh yeah yeah oh yeah no <laughs> uh i'll i'll say it sleepaway camp 2 is the best in the franchise whoa sleepaway camp 2 now sleepaway camp 3 wasn't even eligible because that was that was 90 or 91 but <laughs> sleepaway camp 2 is a precursor to Scream. This is a film that turned into more of a satire, and you have the killer being very blasé about what she does, and she's very funny. Mm-hmm. She's, she's she's very amusing. There's a joke in this where someone asks the date, and they go, "Oh, I think it's Saturday the 14th. And there's just it's uh, it's filled with little bits like that. And I'm not saying it's the smartest Scream or anything like that, but I do think that when you you watch it, you go, "Oh, this was kind of poking at a lot of what mm-hmm. Scream ended up being." Um, it was kind of it was it was a satire of the slasher movies of its time, uh, and it was made in the time because it was made in the eighties. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to us doing the Sleepaway Camp trilogy at some point, um, so that we can we can finally talk about these. But uh, I really liked her a lot. This is uh, is this the one that has like the cover where she has like a bag with like Freddy's glove? And yeah. Jason's hockey mask. All right, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I had the first one on my list. Um, the only reason why I had this didn't have this one was because i don't remember it that much i know i saw it mm. but it's been a long time and i couldn't really think of too much about it so but I, yeah. Yeah, i'm looking forward to rewatching this yeah full title sleepaway camp to unhappy campers teenage... oh wait is three teenage yeah wrestling? three teenage oh, okay okay now you've got me down Unhappy it. campers that's a good one <laughs> yeah if it's flipped and fair enough i'm wrong but i think it's that way around um but yeah uh all right what's, what's uh your number 18 timmy Okay, so this is one that you know people might 
give me a little shit for it. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Because uh, I, I really love this movie. I want to include it on the list. Uh, and it's... Uh, I know you're instantly not going to like it because it's an anime. And that would be Vampire Hunter D. Uh, so this is... <laughs> uh yeah this is a fantastic uh film it was one of like i don't know <laughs> all right fine you, you swine <laughs> can't appreciate good do, art do you know how hard it uh, was to do that with one hand pushing me out of the camera <laughs> at, at the frame it looked good so i, I will thank you i'll give you props for that <laughs> um but no and, and it's not surprising that this uh is very castlevania-esque uh you have a you know, half a vampire, uh, you know, creature that also hunts vampires. And he actually has kind of a similar look to uh, Alucard from uh, Symphony of the Night. And, you know, it basically he, you know, storms his castle that's filled with monsters because uh, there's a big, you know, vampire lord. And it's set in the post-apocalyptic future where monsters are roaming around. And it's just got, you know, really beautiful animation. And, uh, you know, the monster designs look really cool. And, you know, it was a lot of blood and gore. It was one of, um, you know, as a, you know, kid in the 90s growing up in America, it was like one of like three anime <laughs> movies you could find. <laughs> like whenever you go to like the store, they would always have like Vampire Hunter D, uh, Ninja Scroll, and I feel like uh, Akira. Oh, and, uh, Akira. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was always like, which don't get me wrong. I, I like all those movies. Uh um but yeah it was uh it, it was it was not like today where you can just go on netflix and watch anything but i uh i, I really uh dig this movie surprise surprise timmy i've not seen this one. Oh well i, I don't think we'll ever do it because <laughs> you you'd just be too much of a negative nancy <laughs> oh you should have heard me on lost boys Tim. i was a weeny little bitch on that <laughs> <laughs> Ma had the gall to compare it to the hit television show Buff of the Vampire Slayer, and I just I went for it. I was, oh, yeah, no. they slay vampires in it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Timmy, <laughs> because there's an intruder at number eighteen. Is it a wait? You already did the prowler. <laughs> Is it? No, it's Intruder. I already said the title oh. of the movie. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Intruder, which came towards the end of the decade. It actually stars Bruce Campbell and uh, Sam Raimi in small roles. Hey, hey yeah. Oh. Stars is... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, stars is maybe a bit of a stretch. But, but they're in there. Um, this is maybe one of the higher things I've got that's like full-on, just this is goofy and silly... Is a goofy, silly slasher movie set all in one night. It's a bottle movie, as Tim kind of coined a minute ago. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know what you call it. I, I came up with that term. Uh, but we Only just ripping off bottle episode. It's not like we. <laughs> oh sure, but I, I mean, I, I, I've said it before. I mean, I'm sure when I've been talking about movies, that I've, I've used that. But sure. uh, so yeah, it's all set in a supermarket one night that's closing down, and you've got the, the skeleton crew staff who are trying to like uh, do stock or whatever, and. People start dying in wonderful ways, and the acting is cheesy. The music is cheesy. It is a delightful, silly eighty slasher movie, um, full of wacky lines that don't make sense, and full of <laughs> other things that I just, I just love. Um, really interesting shots on this. I, I always think of mm. the the shot like from the point of view of the telephone. Which that's, is very yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of weird little things like that, um, and then the. the 
the setup for some of the kills, the, the twist of who the killer is, um, not of, all of which makes sense, but that's okay. It's, just, it's, it's the type of movie that doesn't matter. And, um, yeah. but I, I actually like this movie a lot when we did it, but um, yeah, I, I'd only seen it that one time. I, I'd like to go back and rewatch mm. it. I feel like um, maybe uh, it could potentially even make it on, on this list, probably be a little lower, but uh yeah i think i'd have to give it one more shot though yeah i've definitely got at least one more really silly movie but we're, okay. we're, we're getting we're getting away from the silliness after this for the most part oh yeah uh because we're getting high up there on the numbers but uh no intruder's one of my favorite silly movies <laughs> by far yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh what is your number 17 uh some people might think this one's a, a little silly uh what i i guess it is um but uh, that would be Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Uh, this do, is... do, do you know what, Tim, for a second there when you said Jason Lives, I thought you were saying Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday, and I was about to... <laughs> well, one, it's not even the 80s, but two, I was about to scream because it's terrible. On you go. <laughs> uh, no, this is my favorite Friday. Um, it's kind of... You know, when I, uh, I... I like, you know, the other ones. I, you know, we've had uh, uh, eight on the list. Uh, we both had eight. We both had... Uh, Wait, you had Final Chapter 2, right? Yeah. yeah. we both did. That was the one we had uh, in both had, places. I love how we both had 8, but you didn't have 2 or 3 like I <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're, you're a bit more of a Friday guy. Yeah, than me. that's true, I, that's true. I, I have, I've grown a fondness for the series, but it's still, yeah, not like not my favorite. But uh, I'm almost surprised, yeah. Tim, you didn't have 7 on there, because you were quite positive on 7 when we, we talked about it. You know, when we went back and rewatched it, I, I did like it more uh, mm. than I remembered, um, but... I don't know. I mean, you know how these lists go. Sometimes yeah. it, it can change on a whim, like depending on the, uh, you know, how you're feeling that oh, day. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy watching Seven, but I definitely don't like it as much as Two, Three, Four, Six, and Eight. I, you know, I would probably say I'd probably put it up there with some of the the earlier ones. That's fair. Um, I mean, I'll definitely I agree. It's better than uh, five, five for sure. Yeah, it's better for out. one, I think, as well. Well, one's yeah. one of the weaker ones. One's not a bad movie, but it's definitely one of the weaker ones. But anyway, sure. Uh, yes, six. Jason lives. Yeah. Uh, the only, like honestly, kind of the only thing that bothers me about it is the uh, the title. Uh, like, yeah. The, I mean, the whole series is just racked with like uh, annoying you know non-conforming <laughs> title structure Joe, the fact is this one though is that because it, it it's just reversed but it's still mm-hmm. you know otherwise it's still said the right way so yeah i i i just ignored the way it's supposed to be written now i just because normally i'll uphold whatever the movie's title is supposed to be but with this one if, I, if i'm writing a list it'll just be friday the 13th part six jason lives just yeah. to match the ones before and after it. it just it makes sense to me that's fair. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I was going by, I was double checking like uh, IMDb mm. uh, for a lot of these stuff just to make sure uh, it's accurate. But yeah, Friday the 13th Part 6 is definitely the easier way to say it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my number 17. I said there was one more definite silly movie on here. Um, and this was one that Tim had criminally low down. Okay. <laughs> Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If someone said to me, I want I want a movie that just encapsulates silly 80s movies in one movie. That, you know, in about 80 minutes. Might even be less than that, actually. Maybe 75. It'll, it'll tell me everything I need to know about your taste in dumb 80s movies and what you like. Mm-hmm. Choppy Mall is that movie. 
the 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 silly desk, the silly robots. Dick Miller's got a cameo. You've you've got <laughs> both um, uh, ah, from Reanimator. Oh, uh, Crampton, uh, Barbara, Barbara Crampton. Crampton. Yes, uh, you got her. Also, you... in I don't know if did you watch the last season of uh, Channel Zero? I did not. No, we didn't have time because it, oh. it, it fell in a busy period. Was she in there? Oh, she is in there. Yes, interesting. Uh, she has a quite a. Mm, was it... scene. <laughs> oh, oh really oh uh was was it Berlin season three? Oh, loads uh we're actually oh. we have one more episode uh but i i thought this season was fantastic that's a shame it's a shame we didn't have time to fit it in because it was it was yeah. falling right in between hill house and then sabrina was starting and they put it up all at the same time it was like a binge style show for some reason this year so it was kind of yeah. it was i don't know it was, it was hard to fit in um <laughs> it's nice to hear that it's good though because uh, season three was a bit of a disappointment yeah. Uh, but no, uh, you've got you've got you got so you got some of these casts. You got, you got the, the one of the leading ladies from Night of the Comet, which I like a lot as well. In there, um, oh, yeah. you have absurd logic. You have characters who think they're great. You know, sh- you know, marksmen because I've seen Dirty Harry twenty seven times. <laughs> you've you've got people who you know. But there's also some great set pieces in there where, like, at one point someone has to hide in a pet store and they're like hiding in, amongst the snakes and they're kind of like trying to like not lose their ship or they kill a robot will kill them. You know, there's mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, and then there's head explosions. There's just all these, all these bits and pieces, and it's a wonderful. It's very tongue in cheek. It kind of knows it's dumb, and it just has fun with it, and that's cool. Oh yeah. Uh, and you've also got one of the best actors of all time. The guy who chose gum in this movie is one of the greatest screen presences <laughs> of the history of the of, of the of the movie making business. Quite frankly. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. Honestly, I just don't really like robots. That's like if I think I would like this movie leagues <laughs> more if it was like a crazy you know like mutated vegetable man like or something you know <laughs> um i mean i like robots well enough I, I think robots fit belong right up there with every other main type of enemy you can have right. but fair enough well, sure of course i mean you're part robot so <laughs> <laughs> only part <laughs> i i am um, bio cybernetic so shut up <laughs> Uh, what's your number seven? Oh, sorry, what's your number sixteen, Timmy? We're on sixteen now. Okay. Uh, do you want me to just tell you, or do you want to guess? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a bit hard to guess. So there's sixteen possible entries now. Still, I, I don't know. It's a movie we did before. We've done like two hundred and seventy episodes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first three words of the title are "City of." the living dead you're right oh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah th- this was another one i think i watched for the first time maybe last year um, when we did it because we did it last year i think was it was it yeah. last year we did it i think so yeah uh, and, and i feel like i might have like seen it like twice that year though because i feel like i watched mm. it right before uh we did it randomly but i think this is a a, a really uh great movie um the story is uh, kind of like a little out there. There's like some crazy stuff. Uh, you know, this is a, an Italian movie. It's uh, Fulci, I believe. Yes, let's show Fulci. Um, right, the, only, the only reason why I hesitate is because I always mix up like Bava and Fulci movies. It's a, a very bad uh, flaw that I have. First, it's uh, not that bad a flaw to me, but... <laughs> I, I never monster. do. I, I, I feel like Bava, like, I can usually tell just because he, he tends to gravitate more towards zombies and things like that, whereas uh, Filchy... Sorry, sorry. 
Filchie's gravitates towards zombies. See, see yeah. you're doing it. Well, it was your fault. You did that to me. You did that to us. Your fault. No, because um, it, it won a, a Filchie vote, if I remember correctly, on Patreon. Oh, that's, yeah, why we, yeah. that's why we did it, because yeah. it was up against a few of his other films. Um, no, I, I love Filchie. This one didn't make my list, but I do like it a lot. Um, I, I think the plot has some clunky elements, but there's some it's great... Kinda... There's great moments in there, though. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it does like uh, you know lead way to some like great set pieces and some really cool kills. Yeah, um, and... everyone remembers the the vomit scene. Yeah, we'll just call it <laughs> that and leave it there. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the problem where it just kind of ends really weirdly, as if they hadn't f- finished the ending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, but no, it's definitely a worthwhile watch if you're into checking yeah. out that type of horror and the horror history vaults if you will yeah um, and i mean i could i couldn't squeeze uh zombie 2 in here because that's uh 78 nine, i think 79 79 i think yeah okay no, no, yeah so true. it just just missed the cutoff but that's true my yeah. number 16 uh funnily enough i just mentioned barbara crampton reanimator is my number 16 mm, nice. uh, which is a delightful horror comedy uh, full of wacky, over the top sort of grotesque. You've, you've got, you've got Herbert West, uh, who is the mad scientist, and Jeffrey Combs gives a wonderful performance of him as this obsessive douchebag. It's kind of great. Or even even the the head doctor who's uh, really creepy. Head doctor. Uh, sorry. Head doctor. Yes, head doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a joke there to be made. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm well aware of that. If you've seen the movie, uh, but he, he's wonderful in how creepy he is and how uh, sleazy he is, and then he becomes he becomes the real villain of the movie. And you've got all the wacky uh, effects of the dead people waking up and all all the rest of it. But it's just it's got a really absurd sense of humor. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you've got that over the top music, which is a complete rip off of the Psycho and Friday the Thirteenth music. But it's still, I mean, it's it's, it's solid. It's gold. Yep. Yeah, it, it works really well, and yeah, the special effects in this are just really, really great. You know, uh, really gross too. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, this is one where man, talk about like, you know, like a lot of the movies, you know, especially kind of like you know the cheesier, funnier ones. You know, we've talked about these kind of absurd characters, but not. I feel like not a ton have been, you know, ones where we've been mentioning, or you know, always mentioning like the actors, but. You know, th- this is one where it's like, man, I, you can't even imagine anyone other than Combs, you know, yeah. bringing this kind of performance. Like he just, you know, he is that character so much to the point where it's fun watching him be, you know, uh, Herbert West. Like, yeah, he's, he's the best part. And even in the sequels, which are not as good, he's the best part on both of those sequels. Yeah. Uh, and we just done all three of them, of course, over October for for the Octoberthon. Um, it was just it was fun going back and, and watching him again. And one of the things that we noted a lot yeah. was how he's kind of this weird neutral character where you think he's going to be the villain, and he never quite goes to to villain side. But he never, he's never really a good character either. He's this really weird yeah. in the middle character. Yeah, it, it's interesting because the franchise is kind of built around him, but he, you know, it's not like other franchises that where usually you base it around you know the villain or the monster, but he's like the guy that makes <laughs> the monsters. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. It's unique. It's, it's a unique movie and a decade. It's full of slasher movies is it and there's, obviously there's been all types of movies we've mentioned throughout this list but it is it's, there's nothing else like this on this list i don't think so yeah yeah there you go uh what's your number 15 oh man this is a, a movie i enjoy good it's the 15th movie on your list of 50 of top movies from the 1980s 
And that would be Creepshow 2. Uh, you know, I, I I enjoy this. You know, uh, might be tipping my hat a little bit here, but I don't like it as much as the first one. Uh, well, that necessar- spoils one of the future <laughs> entries, doesn't it? I can neither conform, confirm nor deny that <laughs> the first one may be on my list, but uh, it's I, I think it's still a really solid uh, anthology movie. The it, it's it's three uh, you know stories plus a wraparound, and the uh, unfortunately the first story is not that great uh it's a little slow it also has like you know not the best uh you know take on like native americans uh, unfortunately uh you know watching it now it's it's a little unfortunate but the other two uh stories i think are absolutely fantastic i like the raft might be one of my favorite um you know, horror and uh, like shorts or whatever from an yeah. anthology movie. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, so, yeah, big thumbs up all around for a uh, creep show, too. Never seen it. What? Jeez, you're, you're <laughs> blowing my mind. <laughs> Never seen creep show, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's it's all it's always surprising to me too because I always think like, well, we must have done that on the show. So oh, no, we have not. We've not done any cube shows. Um, I was uh, maybe noting well, down what I've not seen from you. Actually, I don't think there's been many that I've not noted, but that's that's one. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to do it at some point. Yeah. Um. So we are on number fifteen. My number fifteen is actually a Fulci movie. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and that's Living Dead, though. This is the New York Ripper. Uh, oh, okay. Which is a movie about a serial killer going through New York, New York City. It is very sexualized in nature, and the killer. How do I put this? You will never look at Daffy Duck the same way again <laughs> once once you've watched New York Ripper because the killer does oh, a Daffy right. Duck like sound effect over the phone. Uh, and it's all it's about the police hunting them down <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of how sleazy it feels it feels like you know the killer's in this really seedy part of the world the seedy part of the city oh, yeah. um and it feels just you know it's got that that feeling to it and it's 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 it's, it's, the, it's the filmmaking it's filch's direction it's the way he captures the sleaziness of each scene and the way you feel mm-hmm. like you're in this 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 pit of despair <laughs> that's just going to end oh, in murder right. Oh no! I, yeah, I mentioned it before, but man, I just love this like '80s take mm. on New York City, where just everything just feels so slimy and dangerous and scary. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I like a it. Great this, example of that. A movie that's not making my list, I also liked, and I'd have to. I want to go back and watch it again just to see if uh, I still kind of like it, because it's a movie that when I looked online, everyone seemed to hate it, and it had nothing but bad press. But when I was younger, I watched a movie called Nightmares of a Damaged Brain. And okay. I remember thinking it was a really good, sle- like, grimy, sleazy, d- d- dark, like, psychological <laughs> movie. Um, I don't know if I'd still feel that way if I watched it again. So I'd be wanting to maybe do it at some point in the future. That was one of the uh, the video nasties. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you know what that is. You know, what, I was talking to someone a while back, Tim, and I said video nasties. And they had no idea what I was talking about. And they thought, what is that? Some sort of weird porn thing? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> the video nasties was a thing. It was a thing in the 80s. God damn it. Well, then, you know, if you're a horror fan, you got to know your history. Exactly. It's a, exactly. a big part of that. Yeah, that, 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 that Mag- Margaret Thatcher and her cronies, <laughs> the bastards, <laughs> try to take Driller Killer away from people. How dare they? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one everyone was upset about. It was Driller Killer. Um <laughs> Which is which is funny because I'm pretty sure network TV gets away with more stuff than some of these movies has. Oh, I'm sure. Not all well, of them, uh, actually, but some of them. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
very mild spoiler uh, for uh, the new season on Channel Zero, but like I'm watching it and it's like, yeah, some of the stuff they get away with, it's just like watching porn. Like it, I Oof. feel like you're pretty much seeing like people basically just like going at it. Like it's a uh, yeah, it's very. I mean, I don't I don't really care. I don't want to sound like a prude, but it's surprising that like oh, just yeah, times have changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean there is a complaint to make where it feels like they're just doing it for the sake because they can get away with. with. Oh, with sure. it or are they doing it because it actually does something it actually brings something to yeah. the, the story but yeah um anyway so what was what was that that was new york ripper number 15 uh really good i like it uh <laughs> not my favorite filchy because as you said zombie 2 aka zombie aka zombie flesh Eaters is not an 80s movie but uh new york <laughs> ripper is my my second favorite filchy movie yeah. uh what is your number 14 timmy oh boy uh so yeah this is still a you know crazy cheesy like how do they get away with this movie but my god do i love it uh and that would be neon maniacs uh this this movie is just so bizarre and uh just the the fact that like just it's it's just fun trying to make sense of the story oh yeah Uh, (laughs) i I am still baffled by the neon maniac trading cards that a character finds at the start of the movie absolutely no sense <laughs> and it never comes up it's never relevant to anything um no it's a really fun movie it actually just made this my cut i i i was it was, it was in my short list where i was you know it was in the, the you know the 51 to 58 range and then you know i was kind of organizing things and it just it missed the cut just as i was shuffling things around but that's that's definitely fair and this is like the poster uh you know child for movies that again when we're trying to emphasize like hey we're not saying these are Oh greatly, sure, yeah. You know, good, you know, great made films. These are just uh, ones that I enjoy. And man, uh, I'd be lying if I I say uh, you know I don't watch this once a year and still get a you know very giddy. And if I recall correctly, the entire climax involves water guns, right? That was a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because uh, of course these weirdly like other dimensional card inspired yeah, yeah dimensional <laughs> monsters are they're weak against water for yes, some reason. naturally uh, i always remember <laughs> and, the scene in the subway when they're, they're hunting the main girl down um just all these verses i also i and, remember not understanding like she was supposed to be with all of her friends and all of her friends get killed that's the opening of the movie that's not a spoiler yeah. and then she seems to have all this other group of friends that are still there for her the next day and i was like yeah this is weird <laughs> like you're telling she, me that all yeah. her friends died <laughs> She yeah she goes to school the next day uh, which is absolutely insane. Uh, there's a yes. musical number. Uh, uh, there's uh, like crazy characters and the the thing is like if it had a more like comprehensible story like uh, this could actually be a really cool movie because you have like you know all these different monsters that are you know they all do look they're all really unique and they're kind of cool mm-hmm. like you know because they have all these different ways that they can kill people and stuff so it would be really interesting if it was uh not just so goddamn baffling but it, instead <laughs> now it's like just a weird relic of yeah like where did this come from yeah <laughs> but i i love it though it's it's, it's, it's baffling but no it's, it's definitely an interesting way to check out it's a good, good poster as well i really like the cover oh yeah i pretty much bought i blame bought the blu-ray when it came out just based on the cover to be honest oh yeah and, and even the uh you know again it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie but just the title neon maniacs that's a great title yeah, <laughs> so yeah. look at that yeah that yeah. is fantastic it's, it's so pretty <laughs> it, that blu-ray like... goes 
Yeah, he's got like a samurai helmet and a guitar. Yeah. He's really there's, weird. There's like a samurai guy. There's a uh, there's one that I think is called Tomahawk. There's like a caveman. Uh, I think there's a guy with a flamethrower. Were you about to tell me this Blu-ray is worth a lot of money and I should sell it? Is that, is that what you're about to tell uh, me? If you, if you want, I think it's it's out of print, so I think it does go for a, a decent amount of money. Yeah, it, it was this and a few others because it was a limited run from like a really independent distributor, and I, I got yeah. this and a few other things. I, I got like a uh, Linda Blair like action movie called. Oh, uh, what, what was that called? <laughs> no, it ended up being kind of good. It was like a revenge movie. It was really, really? sleazy in eighties, but it was really fun. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what was that called? Uh, Savage Streets that was called I'm just finding it on my shelf um, oh, okay. uh, she gets a, a crossbow and shit it's, it's, it's interesting but I, I got a few things oh. uh, one of the ones I got though was Nail Gun Massacre and it was garbage oh, okay. I hated it so I, I proudly yeah. sold that for, for a profit when it went out of print oh, okay. uh, and then I ended up buying it again not bec- not the same one but <laughs> because there was a collector's label doing like numbered spines of like horror slasher movies and that was one of them oh, okay. and I was like oh screw you I need to buy this stupid movie and I hate it <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll just put that there just now. Uh, so, yeah, Neil Maniacs is an interesting movie. You should you should check it out. Uh, my number f- 14, we're on, yes? Um, getting into some heavy hitters now. This is an American yeah. werewolf in London. Mm. Um, the, the John Landis movie uh, where every song in the soundtrack contains the word moon. Um, and it has the sense of humor it has jenny agater who i really like uh who was in a lot of stuff around this this period uh, and has most recently been um in some avengers movies <laughs> oh okay she, she was the the woman on the council and she she had like a bigger part in like i think it was winter soldier when she like actually when scott when black widow like pretended to be her for a little bit oh okay that All was right. her that was her from american werewolf I did not know that. There you go. You've learned some, but (laughs) no. So I I I like uh, the upbeat vibes. I like the werewolf. The werewolf transformation is really cool. It's one of the the most famous and 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 movies, and it's got a nice tragic ending. Um, Yeah, I like the setting as well. It's it's a really interesting. How 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 they like get attacked by the werewolf at the start when they're out in the moors and they're they're kind of scared and uh, like it's fully great scenes like that. So no, recommend. no, it's fantastic. I would say easily, you know, the best werewolf movie out there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it brings in some really interesting, like, mythology stuff. Like, I like mm-hmm. the idea of, like, your past victims haunt you. Uh, you know, that, that makes it a, that gives, like, a nice little, like, buddy vibe to it when, he, you know, he has his dead friend. And it's, it's uh, one of these things where it's become such a pop culture thing, just a title, that whenever yeah. anyone's, like, doing a werewolf episode of a TV show, uh, and I remember oh, yeah. uh, the ad for Buffy's first werewolf episode, Phases, in season two. The 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 ad said an American werewolf in Sunnydale, like that. You know that's become <laughs> a thing where they'll say yeah. that uh, to to tell you there's a werewolf involved. I mean, obviously it says it in the title anyway, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's like that's the joke. It's like you know you remember American Werewolf. We're going to riff on that title. So uh, one of the movies I watched uh, during October this year, uh, I was. You know, I, I was looking for stuff to watch that was like streaming because, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't want to put a lot of effort into, you know, watching stuff, and I, and I just moved, so I didn't want to unpack stuff. So, uh, late one night, I saw that an American Werewolf in Paris was streaming, oh, and I was like, oh, I haven't watched this since it came out. Uh, I remember it being bad, but let's see how bad it was. And 
Oh boy, I was not ready for for that movie. <laughs> yeah, I hate that one day we're probably going to have to do that just out of oh sure, just out yeah. of notoriety. But yeah, I mean, like you know, spoiler alert, it's god awful. But yes, I don't yes. think that's much of a surprise. <laughs> uh, so you're number thirteen. It's uh, one you mentioned uh, in the first episode, uh, and so you've got so it too I... high, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> uh, I, I would disagree with that, but I I, I really like this movie, uh, and actually, it's it's one that I pair a lot with uh, Neon Maniacs. I, I think it's a good uh, hmm. watch together, uh, and that would be Vamp. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so great vampire movie, uh, and and again, it's got some funny stuff. It almost starts off kind of like a you know an eighties like you know a college sex comedy kind of thing, um, but then uh, you know I like the yeah you know, where it ends up going and uh, just. You know, very nice atmosphere to the whole movie. Like, uh, you know, the the kind of abandoned city they're in, like, you know, feels really interesting and lived in. And, and so, then, so many uh, horror you know, movies have the... these small towns that have been abandoned that I've never once encountered yeah. an abandoned town <laughs> in all my life. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I guess it's not really abandoned, but it's just like it 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 feels like so yeah. kind of like alone and dangerous when they're in there. And uh, yeah, it all takes place on one night, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. That's fun good vampire movie. stuff. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's sister is in it, and I, th- I think she's pretty cool. Uh, oh, is that, is that the love interest? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. I, I forget her name, but I, I I remember like you know when I first watched the movie, being uh, very smitten with her. I was like, oh, she's very uh you know uh, she's very adorable. <laughs> was this like when you were a teenager, or is this like a recent thing you were just smitten with her? Because <laughs> I found you know it was, I mean it was, it was, I was older than a teenager, but like you know. It, I, don't, I forget how recent it was, but I just remember. <laughs> I, I remember liking her character. I, I think. Oh, you know, that's she's not, it's fine. Nice you have character. a crush on a character, <laughs> Timmy. I'm mean, just the way you said you were smitten with. I was like, oh, it'd be like 15, and it was like, oh, this is my dream woman. No. Like, no, 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 not not like that. I, I, you know, it's. Uh, I, I just mean more like I, I liked the character. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> but that that is how you felt when you watched Misery as a teenager, though, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this James Con guy. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I mean, he's capped to your tit. <laughs> I know, I was making a joke. Yes, 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 with Kathy Bates and our, our big hammer. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, number 13. Uh, my number 13, another big heavy hitter, <laughs> and Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Yeah, we're getting to getting to some big stuff now. Um, I think it's notable that I would say I like Friday the Thirteenth as a franchise more than Nightmare, but I've got this higher than any any Friday yeah. movie because um, it is arguably a better film than any of the single Friday movies, um, and it is full of you know creativity. I I love all the just the idea, of course, is creative in itself. It was very unique and original at the time, but also the way that you know. Uh, Heather tries to fight back, you know, and mm. but her name's not Heather in the movie. I, I'm thinking of the actress Nancy. Nancy, thank you. Uh, Heather Langkamp's the, the actress, but she like the way she has to fight back, the way she sets like traps, and the way she tries to get people to help her. But no one will, you know, John Saxon's in there. You got a young Johnny Depp, mm. probably in one of the only Johnny Depp roles that I can stomach him in because I, I really don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I was talking to uh, my my wife about this the other day, but we were like, just just talking about johnny depp like do, do people care about him anymore like i don't i don't remember you know, in they, high school they try to sell movies yeah. on him but like who i don't know <laughs> i remember in high school there was like not everyone but there was some girls who were just obsessed with johnny depp 
and it yeah. was really weird. Like I didn't understand it because I was like, he's in. He's, I didn't because I just didn't think he was that appealing as an actor or even his movies. Like I can't think of very many of them that. I mean, even when he was in popular movies that I don't necessarily like, like the Tim Burton stuff. Like you know, I never really saw him as that type of guy. But I mean, ladies loved him, so whatever. Mm. But uh, I don't. Know, I I probably liked him enough, like in high school or anything. But it was never like a. Oh, I must see this movie because he's in it. Yeah, but now he's just like yeah. Every movie he's in basically bombs. He's 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 kind of yeah. a a shadow of his, his former self. Um, and he's also a piece of shit. And he's also life, a piece so. of shit. From, from everything we hear, he's, he's a bit of a piece of shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, anyway, Elm Street, very creative. Uh, great score. Obviously, Robert England is iconic as Freddy. He's the one horror villain that you can't replace with another actor. You know, you, you put yeah. someone else in that role, it's not the same. Whereas you, you can put someone else in a hockey mask. You can put someone else in a Michael Myers mask. You can put someone else in... Uh, whatever I mean, there are other examples of course you you, you kind of need brad durer for chucky you, you kind of need uh uh doug bradley for pinhead you know there's some that you do need the, the specific actor but a lot of the biggies you know leatherface Davis for leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> is he back for the new one unfortunately he is not oh, which uh wow. it gives me a little bit of trepidation for this new one to be honest but it may be better excited it could be better than the wwe produced one though yeah god oh, i've seen that one is yet. that one but, that one is trash. Well, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, it fits into the series then quite well. Uh, so, but we'll be doing those soon because we have to get them all done before the new one comes out, which I'm very frustrated about. So the first one will probably be in a few weeks or less, which Ooh. I'm not happy about, yes. Tommy. I'm really not happy about this. I'm excited. Uh, anyway, uh, you're number 12, Timmy. Uh, it's one you actually mentioned, and I think I'm actually wearing the shirt for it right now. <gasps> oh, you can see geez. that. Yeah, I can see it. But for the audio <laughs> listeners, <laughs> that'd be Evil Dead. Uh, of course, I mean this movie's great. Uh, yeah, like you said, it is. You know, it gets overshadowed by uh, you know its predecessors, but it's still fantastic and a you know great little um, you know uh, horror movie. And uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we already talked about it, but I I still really like it. And it's kind of like. Uh, if I want to watch Evil Dead, but like I am in for more of a horror vibe, you know, I might gravitate towards this or like the reboot or something. Like, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love too. But uh, yeah, there is like some, you know, like they mix other stuff into it too. Like it's also kind of goofy and like you know you, you remember it for like some of the comedy and the bits and stuff, which is absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah, I do like that this exists as more of a horror just movie. Yeah, I like Evil Dead Three especially. I feel like that. It, it, there's an argument that that's not even a horror movie. There's an argument that that's just sure. an ad- adventure yeah. movie <laughs> in yeah. the past. Definitely. Moving on to my number 12, it is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Ah, okay. Yes. Which you had <laughs> a while ago, I think. Um, I think like uh, I think that was I think that's where we ended the list last time. That was my 26, I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, so, no, I... We, we talked about it a bit then, of course, but it is a super disturbing movie in a way that a lot of other movies just aren't and you feel like you're inside this guy's head that he's deranged that he will just do really bad things i remember watching this for the first time and getting to some really uncomfortable scenes but the ending almost made me laugh because not because it was unintentionally funny but because by that point you're so inside this guy's head that you kind of laugh because of course that's what he did of course Mm -hmm. he did this and you kind of laugh almost to try and make yourself feel better about how dark and deranged the whole thing is. <laughs> it's a disturbing movie. It feels grimy as shit. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, in, in a way that is much better than say the way a Rob Zombie movie makes you feel. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I mean, like something like that is just like you know, it's so much flash and substance. While yeah, this you actually do get like in you know a weirdly intimate look into you know this hmm. you know the psycho's life, uh, which is yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. All right. What's your number eleven? Mm. All right. Uh, I forget if we were talking about this maybe off air, but we did mention it a little earlier, uh, and that would be Near Dark. Ah, yes, uh, yes. so yeah great vampire movie um you know nice uh you know a western which i, I always like uh something about like kind of the western vampires uh i i think is you know kind of cool um but yeah uh you know it's really not like you know much to it you know it's like a you know it's like a vampire movie uh you know the, the story isn't doing anything like crazy but it's just really well directed and there's some you know uh the acting's great and you just really get to you know know the characters and stuff so it's a you know really really good watch fantastic music (laughs) tangerine dream uh very hypnotic uh adds a lot to the tone the atmosphere is very uh different to a lot of vampire movies which uh yeah i i i really like uh my number 11 is Mm. maniac uh, ah, okay. Yeah, the 1980. Uh, what's What's amazing about this is I actually like the the remake even more, which is strange to say. Uh, but the yeah. first one's really good. It's, it's actually very similar to Henry in a lot of ways, and how again it's very grimy. Although this, in this case, it's actually New York, so it's that grimy New York that you love, Tim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this one makes the killer the the protagonist, um, which is not different from Henry, but it's different from because I feel like the plot of this he's a very traditional kind of killer. He's just doing very similar things. He's he's, he's killing uh, women and he's taking their their hairs for, and whatnot for for his <laughs> for his uh, mannequins because he's a crazy bastard and that's yeah. fine. Some some might call him scalps, but scalps, yeah, hairs, sure. sure, yes, hairs. <laughs> you know what, Tim? It's late. I'm, I'm taking a Red Bull. Um, you know, I I like you know we had a break between like you know twelve and eleven or whatever it was and. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I I feel you. I, I had a long day at work. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I will say I'm, I'm interested in this movie. I actually never saw it, but uh, <gasps> like you, though, I love the remake. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the remake's fantastic. And uh, yes, yeah, this is just one I, I never, I've never gotten around to it's, seeing. It's the same plot actually, but the remake does the whole thing in the killer's POV. Mm-hmm. This one just hasn't be the protagonist. But I think the big thing that this has over the remake potentially is the setting, is the time period. It's just the mm-hmm. chasing people out of the subways in New York, and which was, I mean, when they filmed it, it was probably seventy nine. Okay, because yeah. I think it came out in eighty. So. But you know, it's just that it's that it's that time. It's just this authentic. It feels very low budget and guerrilla. Like they were shooting in real places in New York. They were they were doing it as quickly as they could. Um, but it's 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 good. Like it's it's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I I definitely need to see it. So yeah, yeah, one day. Again, both versions are stuff that we'll do for the for the show mm-hmm. at some point. Um. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's your number number ten? Oh, we're on top ten, Tim. This is yeah. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be a tough one for you because I, uh, I know you don't like it. I, I think you might even actively hate it. But oh God, what's this? <laughs> I going back to King here. That would be Pet Cemetery. Uh, I uh, I really dig this movie. This was a classic growing up. I think it still holds up. Uh, I love the book. Uh, you know, just a great idea for the story. I'm actually 
not very excited for the remake. I think it looks uh, a little too like trying way too hard, but I think there's still some genuine like creepy stuff in this. <laughs> but I know you don't like it, so you can do whatever poo poo comments you wanna <laughs> you wanna make. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll let you have it. I'll just. Yes, I, I I'm not too fond of it. I do not think it's aged well. When we did this, I was not particularly into it. I mean, say. if yeah, I I think uh you know I, this is another one. I I reread the book. Uh, I forget if it was early this year or late last year, but I, well, actually, I should say I read the book for the first time. I, I never read the book before, but I think the book still holds up and is fantastic. And uh, for me, it's King's second scariest uh, book, and. Uh, and obviously my, you know, my lens might be painted a little bit with, uh, nostalgia. Cause this was one of like my earlier, uh, horror movie memories. Like I remember staying mm. home from school one day and like working up the courage to watch it and just being so freaked out by the, you know, once Gage gets resurrected and, uh, the, you know, sister Zelda, I think is such a freaky, you know, a memorable scene. But I mean, other than that, although you really got to give it up for, uh, Fred Gwynn, <clears throat> who uh man just does a great performance as judd like i mean you know it's him going sometimes dead is better that's like that's gotta be like you know right up there with like you know uh, iconic horror lines that's so it's so good uh, no but sure <laughs> <laughs> no it is it, it is if you pulled people that would be high up there <laughs> if, if if you if you pulled people and said that lane to him be like what's that from all right, well, I mean, horror fans, not like re- regular casual people, but... <laughs> oh, not the filthy casuals. Okay, right. Just just horror yeah. fans. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest, but though. It... I don't think I'd have got what that lane was from if you didn't do the voice. I think the voice is what would have told me that's what it's from. That's because you're a Cretan. That's, a... <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no, so, um, all right. You can have Pet Cemetery numbered. I- I'm just looking... <laughs> I'm hoping the, the remake uh, uh, makes a good movie out of it, because... I mean, I'll... Yeah, I'll. I mean, obviously, I'll be there day one. But just from the the trailer alone, it looks to me like they're trying way too hard to, you know, put in, you know, pump in like kind of studio horror stuff into it. Like, are, are they creepy yeah. mask kids in the book? Because they weren't in the no. first movie. They're not. No, no. not at no. Okay. That, like that. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. It just it it just reeks of like the studio trying too hard. Where it's like, yeah. Yeah, just just tell the story. The creepiness will come from that. Like you don't need to be like, oh yeah, we gotta have weird animal masks and I, I know, assume, creepy kids chanting. When I saw the trailer, I assumed that was from the book, and it was being more faithful by including more stuff. <laughs> but fair but enough. See, the, the, that's what's super weird is that the book is pretty faithful to the movie. And actually, I'm pretty sure Stephen King wrote the screenplay. <laughs> so, like. Yeah, again, obviously they're just remaking stuff, you know, to try to make money, but there really is absolutely no reason for a remake. Yeah. Like, the, the the only time I think, when, when you talk about adaptations, like, the only time I think you really need to remake something is if, like, there was severe technical limitations where you couldn't do mm. stuff in the original, or uh, if it was, like, you know, grossly different from the, like, whatever the source material was, so it's like, hey, let's try it again with a more faithful adaptation, like, that stuff I can see, but remakes like this it's just so pointless why it's, it's i don't get it but we'll see i'll, I'll yeah i'll see it I, I don't want to point out though a minute ago you said the book was faithful to the movie that's what you said <laughs> i know it's you know it's uh, i don't know how they did it but <laughs> <laughs> all right my number 10 
is Halloween oh. 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Uh. <laughs> I'm moving okay, it. So- Tim's not as fond of. So. so it's interesting. We both have 10 yeah. spots and neither one of us is. And again, uh, like you, I won't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to poo-poo this. Like I see where the love of this comes from. But yeah, I wasn't that hot when I watched it. And, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, no, just actually, weirdly enough, though, you're not the... Uh, I actually have quite a number of friends uh, that uh, go to bat for this movie. I, I didn't really realize it until like you know, Halloween season and like the new movie coming out and stuff. I actually saw, uh, and cause I think they might've put this out like a, around here in like a limited theater release or something, mm. uh, recently. So I saw a lot of people going to it and actually talking about how much they liked it. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize I had so many friends that really go to bat for this movie. But, Good social circles yeah. is what that is. Good social circles. <laughs> now I, I love Halloween for Halloween for it's not a perfect movie. It's, it's not as technically great as some of the other ones that I've mentioned before. You know, some people will say, oh, you've got Halloween 4 above Nightmare on Elm Street. That is a travesty. Well, suck it. It's my preferences. Deal with it. <laughs> but I love Halloween 4. I saw Halloween 4. It's kind of this perfect storm as well of, like, I'd seen the first two, and I don't think I'd seen three yet, but I'd seen the first two, and this was maybe when I was about... 11? <laughs> Shut <Okay>. up. <laughs> about 10, 11 years old, and Buffy was airing on uh, tv right it was i was watching the episode that was on it that night and it wasn't the, it wasn't the first airing of the episode but uh season three episode earshot from the hit television show but for the vampire slayer mm-hmm. was airing and halloween 4 was playing after it so it wasn't until like like you know twelve forty-five or something that night it was like you know a late showing and i was excited i was like, oh halloween 4 i wonder if this because i wonder if this one's good and I watched it just not knowing what to expect, having never, you know, never heard anyone give their opinions on it. You know, I wasn't on internet message boards or anything like that back then. This was pre all that, and it was just—I think it's a really solid slasher movie. I love the idea that the town knows who he is this time, and they're waiting for him. So when they know he's mm-hmm. coming, like everyone, you know, there's, there's, there's you know, there's idiots with guns are going out and like mobs try to find them, and the sheriff's like terrified of what's going to happen. Uh, you got young Danielle Harris is very good. Yeah, her her big foster sister's really good. Uh, Rachel, mm. um, and you've got a lot of likable moments of characters. Yeah, and there are complaints. You know, the mask doesn't look that great. There's one or two shots as well where they've got this weird other mask that it was like a prototype thing or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I but I believe they wanted like a mask that was actually the same as the Shatner one, but the company sent them one that was pink with white hair. Uh, like there's actually a shot. <laughs> there's a shot or two near the end when they're chasing through the school where you can actually see that this shitty mask it's really weird um but no i love the setup of halloween 4 and i, I love the we're going to just like hold up in the house and we've got you know, the deputy outside with a gun and they're waiting for him to appear they're expecting him so they're, they're waiting for it uh and yeah. doll pleasance is doing his thing as well of course so no uh, i think it yeah to be fair uh i don't think uh i actually saw this the once maybe twice so yeah i might have to go back and watch it again but i i will say at least i don't actively hate this one like some mm. of the other like you know uh even though i'm not crazy about it it's leaps and bounds better than like you know uh like five or resurrection oh, or yeah. the zombie movies of course absolutely so, like... I, it was funny because i loved this so much like just and it was like a surprise for me when i saw it that i went to the video store the following week for five because i wanted to see five i was like oh four was so oh. good um, yeah. And I just the, the disappointment that five was just really mediocre. Yeah. Um, it's actually worse than mediocre, but at the time I was a kid, so yeah. I didn't have the same 
taste barometer <laughs> i don't yeah. know but um yeah so that was disappointing but yeah i like four a lot great ending too i like the ending of four uh so uh what is your number nine uh, I don't think you've mentioned it, which uh, – or maybe I'm wrong, but I, I'm, I'm surprised if you haven't unless it's coming up. But uh, for me, it is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Mm. Uh, you know, again, I uh, yeah, I love the Nightmare series. That's my you know go-to franchise. I've <laughs> said that a million times. But uh, yeah, Dream Warriors is great. Uh, you know, it's one where – you know, most of the other movies you really uh, – you know, remember Freddy, but I think this is like kind of the one uh, exception where like you you really are more invested with the actual characters. Like, you know, they come up with a good concept to, you know, have these kids actually fight back, you know, in the dream world. They all give them really cool, unique personalities. And uh, yeah, it just makes it a lot of fun. That's what, and, uh, that's what I like about it. I like the proactive, let's fight back, mm-hmm. kind of let's plan, let's form a yeah. third act plan. Uh, I like that in horror yeah. movies a lot. Yeah, definitely, and, and yeah, all the characters are really great, and but you know, and Freddy's uh, still doing his thing, and, and this is like a nice mix where he's not like full on jokey one liner one liner Freddy yet, but he is still like a little more serious, but you know, he's also doing like some jokes and has some cool like unique kills. So it's uh, yeah, I think a lot of people might say that this is their favorite, and uh, I, I can totally see that. You know, it's so much fun. Also, welcome to prime time, bitch. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not phenomenally. Um, all right. My number nine is actually probably my highest one that would dive into the horror comedy kind of side of things. Okay. Uh, but that is The Burbs. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which is a Joe Dante movie. And Joe Dante is one of those directors where, you know, once I got to a certain age and I, I started paying attention to who was directing movies because obviously that's one of the best ways you can sort of gauge quality before you see a movie if you like the director and so on. Uh, and realize just how much like I love this guy's career, like how much I love his movies. Oh, he's great, uh, very you know, underrated. Yeah, I, I grew up in Explorers. Like I held that like right beside Goonies in my head growing up, uh, which was a Joe Dante movie. Uh, and of course, he, he you know he did Small Soldiers, which is also criminally underrated. Uh, yeah, he, you know he's really done a bunch of stuff. Other stuff on the list, you know, Gremlins. You mentioned well, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned Howling. Uh, yeah. yeah uh so no he he's done a bunch of stuff and it's usually really pulpy fun uh fun movies and the burbs you know it's this but there's this 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 cul-de-sac neighborhood and it's the, all these you know you know white picket fences american family Corey feldman's there tom hanks is the main character and this creepy family move into one of the houses and they get this notion that they might be killers they might be serial killers so it's about the, tom hanks and his friend uh trying to investigate and it's a horror comedy about whether or not it's actually true or not, uh, and it's all about them obsessing over it. And it's just really fun. It's got it's got really fun characters, uh, really fun set pieces and moments, and it's just a joy to watch. It's just it it, it is comfort food movie in the best way. It's, it's, that's what Joe Dante does really well. He does these really f- these, and I've said the word fun a lot, but that he really yeah. nails it in a way that I don't think a lot of other directors do. Oh um, sure. So now Joe Dante's the Barb's like a lot yeah um yeah th- this one i haven't seen it a, a ton like I, I think i saw it later in life i didn't really grow up on it but it, yeah, yeah every time for the record i only saw it for oh, the okay, first time yeah. a couple of years ago oh yeah but uh yeah so i haven't seen it that much but every time i do watch it like yeah probably see it two or three times now and it, it is always like a, a delight at watching it and yeah it's really fun tom hanks is great in it uh some other really good 
you know character actors uh bruce stern i believe you're right uh, yeah he's like it, yeah. the he's like a bit of a nut in it right he's, he's, he's the one with the yeah he's like the crazier yeah guy. yeah um so now bob's really good what is your number eight timmy uh one you've already mentioned uh, an american werewolf in london um but yeah i mean like we already talked about it, like a little bit ago but this is easily my favorite werewolf movie it's uh you know it's got humor but it's also got great gore and some really cool horror elements and just you know the most fantastic transformation scene you know probably ever out there uh and yeah i mean this is one where really the you know the special effects are kind of like the star of the show like there's so much good scenes in here and yeah it's really really good all right uh my number (laughs) eight is one that i think you've said before and that is phantasm 2 nice yeah, uh, Phantasm 2, the aliens to Phantasm's alien, if you will. Uh, the, the bigger budget action extravaganza with the the epic version of the, the iconic theme song and uh, the quadruple battle shotgun <laughs> and yeah. just, just all these set pieces, all these, all these, you know, the balls back, you know, flying around. <laughs> uh, it's just a blast. It's, it's kind of like... It's kind of like the perfect thing to get after the first movie. The first movie is, you know, this really serious, you know, creepy, like, you know, brooding movie, you know. It's very atmospheric and yeah. dreamlike. And, yeah. And then this one's, let's get in the car and go kill, kill him. Let's yeah. go kick his ass, you know. Let's, let's, let's gear up like Commando and go for it. And, it, yeah. and I think what makes it work so well is it is, it is this shift in genre almost from the first one. But it's kind of why Aliens work so well against Alien. Um, this is obviously cheesier than that is, but it kind of works. It kind of works. You, Reggie's so likable that you you get into the mood of it. Uh, you know, Angus Scrimm is tall man's great. He's back. Uh, it's unfortunate that the sequels kind of ignored some of the characters introduced in this one because the yeah. love interest was really cool. I thought uh, with the uh, telepathy or the yeah, type of they telepathy. Have like a, yeah. yeah, they have like a weird like psychic bond and yeah. stuff, and that's uh, yeah. And I mentioned this before, but I always like when. Uh, in horror movies they kind of have like other stuff that it's like oh yeah like all this weird stuff is going on and then also this person is like a psychic yeah. like oh like I, I just think it's like oh this is a very interesting world and i kind of like that we're just showing like oh this other weird stuff exists too yeah no i like it too so phantasm 2 it's a blast yeah. what is your number seven all right <laughs> one you've already mentioned uh reanimator uh it's this is one I've always liked, but I feel like especially when we went back and redid like the whole series, I I was like, oh yeah, I forget how much I like this, but you know, uh, it, and I actually do like the the sequels quite a bit. Uh, I, I have the second one on my list as well, but this first one is really really good. Again, you know, it, it has great humor. Um, you know, the the music's great. It looks good. It you know has great special effects, and uh, again, just can't understate how great uh, you know Stuart Combs is as a Herbert West. He just really brings so much you know life. Uh, Jeffrey in, Combs. In, Jeffrey Combs. Stuart, Stuart, Gordon, Stuart Gordon. Directed it, yes. Directed it, yes. Yeah. Like you said, it's late. Like, Stuart Combs? <laughs> no, I, I uh, per- but yeah, he, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, performances are the big thing. I think him and then, I can't remember the guy's name, but the, the doctor. Oh, yeah, the... Yeah, the other guy, uh, the character's name was Dan. Uh, I I just remember because I can just imagine. Oh, uh, not even him. I, I'm talking about the villain. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, the head doctor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan's all right, but like I think the yeah. head doctor and, and... Head doctor is great. And then yeah. Barbara Crampton, obviously, is great. And 
I, I think yeah. that movie, as much as the effects would still be good, I think the movie would not be anywhere remotely as a classic without those performances that are that really oh, anchor def- it and give definitely. it the, the energy that it needs uh, yeah. throughout. But uh, really good. Uh, my number seven <laughs> is. Oh, by the way, I was going to crack a joke. You reanimated one of my old picks, you dirty bastard. Uh, <laughs> my number seven will tear your soul apart. <gasps> Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser, which we actually just did at the end of October 3rd. Yeah. Uh, is fantastic. And watching it again uh, just a couple of weeks ago there for, for the first time in a few years, I was like, oh yeah, this is really good. And one of the things we said about Reanimator actually when I, when I brought it up earlier was how unique it is uh, in the landscape of 80s horror. I think Hellraiser uh, is alongside with it. And in a very different way. It's a very different tone. It's a very different style to Reanimator. But it's similar in that it's very unique compared to all the trends that were going on at the time. Uh, I can't even think of modern horror movies that are like Hellraiser. It's such a unique yeah. uh, experience of 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 the evil entity, this evil uncle who came back to life, who's having an affair with his brother's wife and wants to skin his brother and then have sex with his niece <laughs> while he's on the run from these demon Cenobites that are trying to get him because yeah. he sold his soul to them because he wanted some kinky shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's uh fantastic it's uh you know clive barker is man he he's really good uh and actually uh you know going back to stephen king it's kind of funny he after he wrote it he for a while he was kind of like done with horror because he thought clive barker was so good and it's (laughs) it's just funny to think of like stephen king like you know probably you know someone a lot of people would uh think of as a master of horror of just being like oh well well i'm nothing compared to this guy and yet he a lot of his movies uh and uh you know i I feel like i I haven't really explored barker enough i've been trying to read some more of his books um but i haven't read that many yet but i feel like one thing he does is he always has really like interesting unique premises and yeah, with Hellraiser, like a lot of people just remember like the Cenobites and Pinhead and stuff, which was a very cool element, but it's, you know, such a tiny part of what, yeah. you know, the story is about. Yeah, and one of the things we talked a lot about in the review was uh, how good the visuals are at times. Like just, yeah. there's, there's a lot of good imagery in that movie. A very unique, again, imagery. So uh, great practical effects. It's now Hellraiser's fantastic. So uh, what is your number six? My number six... Uh be a little movie i call the thing mm. uh <laughs> i mean do it do i even need to say anything <laughs> about this movie it's you have to say yeah, some thing <laughs> uh i mean yeah it's fantastic it's carpenter it you know has great music great special effects um you know it's a this is uh, like such a good expression of paranoia uh, in film and just seeing like how, uh, you know, people can kind of like, you know, turn on one another and it's, man, it, it's just such a, such a blast. I mean, th- theoretically, all of the rest of your pick should be things you should, don't have to say anything. So I know. Just, you know, just here's this and unless you've got a really oddball pick where well, you feel like you need to defend and be like, no, this is why it's so high. This is so high. Well, it's, well, it's all, the all classics. It, yeah, it has the really good curse where sometimes, like, the better a movie is, the harder it is to talk about. Other than just being like, it's it's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know>? like, <laughs> like, what else can you say? All right, my number six 
is Evil Dead 2. Which we alluded to a little bit earlier, but it's, it's full of full of the, the, the horror, the over-the-top nature. This is where, you know, we got the chainsaw hand. This is where we got um, fighting with the, the, the really goofy-looking skeleton. You know, all these elements uh, <laughs> that, that make up Evil yeah. Dead 2. And, you know, blood bats coming from the walls and, you know, hands turning on their, their, their bodies. <laughs> like, you know, all this stuff uh, is, is glorious. And then the ridiculous ending. Um, I say, like you say, it's, it's some some of these movies. It's hard to like say anything new about, but yeah, Evil Dead Two, <laughs> what's your number five? Tommy? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we we're really close to to matching again because uh, my number five was Hellraiser. Ah, uh, so just just a few apart, but uh, yeah, like you said, this is one I, I really dig, and it's yeah one one that I surprisingly like. I feel like I appreciate it more and more uh, when I watch it because, you know, I liked it growing up. And then, yeah, it was like a few years ago I saw it on the, like, um, on the, the big screen out here in like 70 millimeter. I was just really like taken back. I saw a double feature of this and Rawhead Rex, uh, which uh, can you guess which one was better? But uh, <laughs> well, obviously Rawhead Rex was the better movie. That's, that's... Um. But yeah, this is it, it's yeah, it's great, and like you said, it's really unique. Has great visuals, a great story, and just yeah, it's, there's a reason why, uh, you know, they made thirteen other movies because they wanted money. But you know, yes. they, they wouldn't have made sequels in the first place if it wasn't so good. So that was your number five, correct? Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, five. <laughs> right. Well, my number five is a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. The Dream Warriors. Oh, I knew it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting sneaky there with you. Like, oh, I'm sure it's coming if it's not been here already. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street uh, because it has the, 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 the more recognizable cast of characters who work together to fight back. It ha- has has Nancy back and she's there helping them fight. It feels like a conclusion to the story. It, honestly, you can watch one in threes appear and that's the end of it, right? That is the end of your Nightmare on Elm Street story because everything else afterwards is, is some of it's fun, but it's mostly just this kind of add-on fan fiction. The story, if you really want to like take it as a complete story with an ending, it ends at three and it's the story of how they, they beat they beat Freddy. Uh, but then obviously they couldn't let that lie for future movies because they want Freddy back because they want more movies and so on. But uh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is fantastic. I heartily agree. Cool. What's your number four? <laughs> yeah, Cretan. My number four. Uh, if man, I, I hope you've seen this. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know because you haven't seen the sequel. So, uh, my number four is Creep Show. Uh, this is fantastic. I, I do love me in an anthology movie, and uh, this is probably my favorite horror anthology yeah no it it definitely is uh i mean it's stephen king and george romero uh power team uh just really nailing it like um the the second one is a little lower on my list even though i like it a lot just because not every story is great but man i love like every story in this one uh you know it's got great visuals and actually has a decent number of stories too i think it's like five or six um yeah there's some smaller ones in there yeah yeah but uh, but they're all like a lot of fun. Uh, especially yeah, I, I love the first one, uh, Father's Day. I love the crate. Um, is really good and man, it's just yeah. As far as anthology movies go, I think this is like definitely the best. There's some old cast members in there. You got Ted Danson, you got Leslie Nielsen, 
you know, yeah, Adrian Barbo. Ah, yes, yes, uh, from from a few different <laughs> horror movies. Um, no, no, there's, there's good stuff in there. Um, I have seen it for the record, so okay, <laughs> just, cool. just, just so you can guy. relax. I have seen Creepshow. Um, all right, that was your number four. Yeah, my number four, and its correct placement <laughs> is Prince of Darkness. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I love Prince of Darkness. Uh, Prince of Darkness is, you know, I, I kind of kept quiet about it a little bit when you were talking about it, just to okay. save to save some <laughs> material for this. Um, well, the Prince of Darkness is that it's this idea of uh, apocalyptic dread. This idea that something so bad is coming. Like, one of my favorite things about that movie is that they have this almost like nightmare from the future where the Prince of Darkness has arrived on Earth and it seems like there's going to be an apocalypse because of it. But it's a bottle movie, like you say, where they're all in this church and it's like science meets theology because they've got like a scientific instrument that's like, okay, we've got we've found this thing and it's like it's building up energy and what is it? And it's about them and it's just making people around the city, like the homeless people are all starting to like be like controlled by it. And But it's this idea of we have to just believe to stop it and we never know if we really have stopped it. It's just, it's... it's it's so theoretical and just the ideas. It's so big and cosmic. This it's almost like cosmic horror, almost Lovecraftian in a way, uh, with uh, yeah. like Cthulhu kind of thing, where it's this impending big doom that's coming. Um, I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's, such, it's such a tone, and like I say, it's so unique from Carpenter's other horror movies. You compare it to Halloween, yeah. The Thing, or whatever. Like they're all very different in terms of premise. Yeah, like this one feels kind of like bigger in scope like i guess like the um you know because it you know like a lot of his movies uh yeah now that i'm thinking about a lot of carpenter stuff kind of takes place in like very like you know kind of like limited spaces but like it 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 keeps that element into it but it feels like there uh, are bigger consequences to possibly be dealt with in this which is interesting Mm. yeah obviously it's a bottle movie but yeah it feels like the entire world is at stake Uh, it's it's a really neat uh handle of it which i i do really appreciate and, and I, so, I love the ending too the ending's really good i also love the ending um nice bit of ambiguity which some people don't like but i think it's the perfect <laughs> ambiguity for the end of this movie yeah. uh so no uh that is prince of darkness what was your number three timmy number three that would be the shining ah this is uh i guess yeah you'd say is kubrick's only foray into the horror genre um yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's um, yeah. This one is is it's kind of weird for King fans too, because Stephen King absolutely hates this movie, and uh, so I, I feel like some people as fans kind of like, you know, side with them, like yeah, you know, screw this movie. But uh, I I absolutely love uh, the Shining book, but man, I, even though this doesn't really. <laughs> you know have uh, a lot in common with it it's still a fantastic great movie um just so many like you know creepy sequences just really beautiful shots and just like oh yeah uh outstanding performances by jack nicholson and yeah surprising no one kubrick came along and made one of the best directed horror movies ever made yeah because it is immaculate <laughs> i i forget uh if I don't know if we talked about it before, you you might have even been the person who told me this, or uh, it might have been someone else. But I, I think someone said like Kubrick kind of wanted to, like whenever he was making a movie, like he always wanted to do like different genres, and he wanted to make like mm. the best of that genre. Like I, I guess then like two thousand one would be him being like, oh, this is gonna be the best sci fi movie, or you know, and then 
when he did The Shining, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to make like the best horror movie. I don't know if that's true, but mm. I heard someone said that. He gave it a bloody good go, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether it's at the top of your list or not, he's it's definitely made a good good try of it. Yeah. Um, nah, Shane's fantastic. Again, it's not a bottle movie. It's all on the one mansion. Uh, the one hotel, rather. Um, yeah. Really solid. So, uh, my number three is one that's been mentioned before, which is not surprising. I think at this point, though, we're high up in the list. We'd expect that we'll yeah. have a lot of doubles. <laughs> Um, but yeah. my number three is actually Near Dark. Um, oh, okay. This is one I loved a lot after I saw it the first time. When I watched that again for the show a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I was like, you know what? This is even better than I remembered. This this is so well handled. It's such a great story. It's a great atmosphere. That, like I say, it's very dreamlike, uh, the music. It draws you into them. Because one of the things that uh, vampire movies often play with is the idea of the mystique of the vampire. And I feel like this entire movie has that mystique that pulls on the, the viewer. Um and you have, you know, the main character, you know, with the with the vampire girl, and they, they kind of fall for each other. It's got that vampire romance thing going for it. But the vampires are so awful and evil to people. But at the same time, mm. uh, they're really fun to watch. Like Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein. Oh, they are, are Bill de- They are delightful, especially Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton steals every scene he's in. Uh, it, he is fantastic. The, yeah, like that, that scene with them in the bar is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um... Because I, I, I remember those standout scenes when I, after I watched it the first time, and I, and I, I wondered in my memory if like, it was maybe not as great the rest of the time, but watching it again yeah. a couple of years ago, it was like, no, this has like this is oozing atmosphere the entire time. I care about the character story. Um, it's, it's great. Yeah, and I, I didn't mention it, but we should definitely give props to uh, yeah, Catherine Bigelow, mm. the director, but yeah, because she just... Yeah, yeah, directed the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, people people will give her all the credit for the Hot Locker and stuff, and I, I like the Hot Locker; it's a good movie. But to me, Near Dark's her crown jewel. <laughs> yeah, that's her movie, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, it's oozing, oozing the atmosphere. Uh, I love it. Great music. Uh, what is your number two, Timmy? My number two, probably not surprising anyone because uh, I haven't mentioned it yet, but that would be the. Uh, original nightmare on elm street not the mm. remake uh, don't don't be confused with the 2000 whatever remake uh i'm talking about the original baby uh yeah like i said i just absolutely love this franchise it's you know one of my favorite uh horror things uh and i love you know similar to like you know friday the 13th you know uh like you're saying how the second one is you know kind of like still like a really good horror movie and kind of you know, before it gets like a little goofier and cheesier, this I think is like a fantastic, legitimate horror movie. Um, you know, before Freddy starts with the one-liners and you know becoming like a cartoon character, uh, I, I just think he is such a you know creepy, imposing, scary figure in this first one. And I love, uh, you know, I've always kind of been interested in like you know the just the idea of like dreams and dream logic. So I, I like a lot of movies that kind of deal with that and so i think it's yeah really interesting unique premise and um you know they, they do a lot of fun stuff with it and just the uh you know uh, if you know if you like uh documentaries the uh was it never sleep again um mm. uh, uh it, it's really interesting and uh it's just fascinating to see how much like work and thought went into you know coming up with a story and just designing the character of freddie like you know, um, it, there's so much stuff uh, uh, Craven uh, brings in, like from his like you know personal life and like stories he's read, and even stuff like he he mentioned before, 
just like designing his like sweater you know he picked the two most like um colors that like clash like the most together so it like just makes it like a you know hard for your eyes to process that like even like little details like that i just find it's like really fascinating and uh, yeah. i think it no, all works really well never sleep again's a fantastic documentary uh, likewise uh crystal lake uh mm. memories the friday the 13th there's the same people who made both they're both like yeah. really long because every movie gets at least half an hour in terms of discussion time mm. uh so they, they get quite long but they're both worth a watch really good um yeah so my number two is the shining <laughs> it's so close. <laughs> well, I mean, it was better help with some of the higher up ones because yeah. the more to be, you know, near the top. But uh, yeah, Stanley Kubrick came in and directed the hell of a horror movie. All those shots of Danny going through the through the halls, Jack Nicholson's performance, um, all that stuff. Uh, obviously, there's the moments that have been parodied and memed a hundred times over, a million <laughs> times over, even. But like. It is so effective. Um, it's one of those ones where I saw it when I was younger and didn't really appreciate it. But then when I watched it again as an adult, um, mm-hmm. it was like a different experience. It was like, oh, wait a minute. This is phenomenal, uh, what he's doing mm-hmm. here. It's, it's not something I could appreciate as a 10-year-old. But as a 20-year-old, it was like, oh, wait a minute. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, growing up, this was like, you know, just it was just like common knowledge. This was just like one of the scariest movies, and yeah, you know, I remember uh, you know watching it as a kid, just being so freaked out by the twins, and you know, just so much like uh, unsettling stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really great. <laughs> yeah, great setting as well. You know, I love a, a bottle set. Oh, oh yeah, I love it. So, um, well, we're here to moment of truth, yeah. and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know what it is. But for, yeah. for the record, I'll I'll answer fully or ask fully. <laughs> Tim, what was your number one movie of the nineteen eighties? Uh, obviously, yeah. I mean, anyone who knows me or heard me talk about it on the episode we did on it, or when we did our original, you know, top one hundred list of just movies of all time, uh, horror movies of all time. Uh, it, it's no surprise for me. It's Evil Dead Two. I just, yeah, I you know can't say enough good things about this movie. I absolutely love it. I. I think I probably spent about one year in high school where I watched this like once a week. <laughs> you know, it was just like in real heavy rotation. Uh, you know, it's one that I constantly watch. I'd bring friends over and be like, oh, we got to watch this. And it's, you know, there's just so much stuff in there. Like Bruce Campbell's Ash character. It's, you know, he's such a, a smarmy kind of jerk, but so like not a lot of people can kind of pull that off, but Bruce Campbell just does such a good job of, you know, making you love him and want to root for him. And, um, you know, there's great gore and creepy moments, but also like so much funny stuff. And uh, yeah, it's everything about it is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I already talked about it. So yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Yep. Surprising. No one. And probably not surprising much for, for my number one either. Um, because my number one is the thing. Thanks. And, Yep. <laughs> um, it, it's you know I mean obviously you get into some of it I, I kind of stayed quiet intentionally but yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's you know obviously Kurt Russell's great John Carpenter's music's fantastic but the it's the the setting I think is a big deal because they're so isolated you know in the snow kind of kind of like The Shining actually they're kind of isolated in the snow as well in that movie uh, yeah. but even more so in this it's this you know research base and. The mystery is, you know, one of the things I love about uh, the video games I play, like Resident Evil games and stuff like that, the, the survival mm-hmm. horror, is this idea that something happened here and we kind of have to try and piece together from, you know, journals, mm-hmm. from the evidence, what's here. 
and that's kind of what happens at the start of this movie where they find the, the Swedish camp and all this bad shit's already happened and it's the mystery of what happened and then over the course of the movie it starts to happen to them and you see the horror of it uh, I like that stuff a lot uh, which is why yeah. that 2011 version prequel is like s- such a pointless movie that just takes away from the what the original is <laughs> yeah I like, I gotta admit I don't hate that movie but yeah there, it is definitely like I don't really know who wanted this or why it, it's needed. Like, I just watched it and I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, but, it's, yeah it's, it definitely can't hold a candle. Yeah. To its existence just feels like it goes against the point of... So, you know, some things are just meant to be yeah. backstory. And it's just... Everything True. has to have a prequel now. So let's do it in depth. And it's like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mystery is part of the fun. So, um, now I love that. Uh, and them slowly realizing the testing they do when they try to figure out who's the who's the who's the thing and who isn't and all that stuff. The ending, all of it's so good. Uh, and of course, the practical effects, which I'm sure you mentioned, uh, are yeah but, out, out of this world. So yeah, some of the, the yeah like uh, you know scenes of like the thing and you know people whatever like transforming or whatever you want to call it like is just it's so goddamn good. And uh, this is uh, I mean. Man, Carpenter is so great. This this definitely has to be the best. Well, I, I mean, I guess you'd argue for Halloween. But I would, this yes. is like, <laughs> But, I mean, man, he's really firing on all cylinders, though, uh, with this one. Carpenter from about 76 to, to 87 is like this this era of just absolute greatness. It is insane. Yeah. You know, Assault on Precinct 13 through to Prince of Darkness... Um, and some people argue up to maybe uh, in the mouth of madness, but I, I don't know. It started I like to that one a lot. It, it wavered a start a bit. It started to waver around then, I think. Uh, yeah. Back and forth a bit more, but um, nah, it's gold, gold to tell you. With that <laughs> though, that is both of our top fifty horror movies of the nineteen eighties. So we have we have done that. Uh, not countdown again. I think we'll do something. If not in October, maybe right after October again next year. Uh, we'll do another list of some kind. Uh, maybe we'll pick a, a subgenre. Maybe we'll do another decade. Um, we'll see. But um, actually, what it may be worth doing next year, actually, Timmy, given that it'll be towards the end of twenty nineteen, maybe worth doing this decade because we'll be right at the end of it. Interesting. Okay, uh, I could see merit in that. I, 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 I think there's some decades I'd struggle for. I feel like this decade has had enough good horror movies, and because we've been doing the show, we've been watching a lot of them. I think we could probably do a top fifty for this decade. Mm. we'll see yeah i mean 50 though i think uh, I, I mean 25 easy sure easy. yeah 25 yeah, definitely 25 is a done deal you'll definitely we'll get see. a top 25 next year yeah. if not this decade then whatever but <laughs> uh but now nah, I'll, I'll, I'll see i'll i'm curious i'd be curious to try because i i feel mm-hmm. like i have it come on I, I must have a good top five from every year i think i do well, uh, yeah Without a doubt, I mean, especially the last couple of years have been really great. Yeah, like, uh, which is in, why I think terms of like, which is why I think a top fifty is is actually palpable okay. because you know I, I feel like I've had yeah. a good top five because <laughs> if you got a top five from every year, then that's that's fifty. Mm-hmm. And there'll be some no, years true. with a few more, and there'll be some maybe yeah. yeah so that's um, fair. Yeah, that's doable. I think. Yeah. So all I had to do was explain the math in in terms of. <laughs> I think it was. It's, I think sometimes it's hard because when you think of like a top fifty, you think of fifty like really great movies, sure. which it's like, uh, oh yeah, it'd probably be more like maybe twenty five, thirty great movies, and then yeah, like you know, twenty movies that you know were pretty good or or that 
weren't great but you liked i, I think for us though it's different when i'm doing the list with them flops because they're more broad but i think for our, our list because they're all specific and they're really focused mm. i think that's just to be expected if we're going bigger okay. Is yeah. we're going to have some fun stuff, we're going to have some lighter stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so I think what we're going to do actually for the next Patreon vote, for the vote that goes up this month for patrons to vote on, uh, we're going to pick four from this list or from these lists that we've not done mm-hmm. yet. Now, we'll be specific because obviously there's some that we want to save maybe for other Octobers or something like that, for some of the big ones, but I think we're going to pick four movies from this. Obviously, we're going to do that in a minute after we've stopped recording, but uh, you can look forward to that going up for our patrons. And of course, we mentioned Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. If you want to support the show and everything we do here, as well as all the other shows that are on the on the channel and on the audio feeds and all the rest of it, you can go and have a look. Um, you can even sponsor the show now on Patreon. That's one of the mm. tiers. Um, it's, it's pricey, but you oh, know we, we, we will we will read an ad for you or just a message in the middle of the mm. show. Uh, should you should you wish to do that? But um, that is that is uh, that is the list, and we'll be back. Next, with a, a relatively new movie review, next week's regular episode will be that, uh, and then we'll go from there. Uh, it'll be one episode a week, but we may have the occasional extra one, uh, and we're going to start banging through some of these damn sequels that we've got lined up, and hopefully we'll have a fun time. Obviously, in December, there'll be a couple of Christmas episodes. There usually is. We like mm-hmm. to do that on the build-up there, and then at the end of the month, early January, we'll do our, our top 10 of the, of the year. Uh, so, fun things coming fun things coming uh but thank you very much uh for for sticking around thank you so much uh, let us know what your top 50 horror movies of the 80s are oh, in yeah. the comments love to see that um like subscribe usual things uh get me on twitter at wibble 89 you can get tim on twitter at, at tim Bargolish, obviously yes uh you can get us uh, as a show on twitter at streams midnight mm. um but that is that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time